We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zach Levine deserves a spot. Um, And then that gets me to one final spot. I do want to just mention a couple names. Like John Morant was on track to to get this. He's missed a bunch of games. That that matters to me. Um, Luka Doncic has been good. He's been very good. He does everything for the Mavs. Um, The Mavs aren't that great. He hasn't been that great. He has not been himself. I, I Chris is making a face. Of me. I just saw Derek Rose is out for two months. What is that? I have Are you fucking kidding me. I, 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 this is, I have do not disturb on me too. That's why ankles I surgery. Fuck me. Eight weeks. Oh no. Oh, fuck me. 14 minutes ago, man. Well, there goes your Kemba, uh, any any question about what's going to happen with Kemba? All right. So just uh, just was recording this week's Patreon podcast with um, Chris Persiainen and filling in for Andrew Claudio. And uh, and Andrew has been yelling at me for the last several months to always put my phone on not do not disturb whenever uh, I'm recording a pod, because apparently you could hear the vibrations um, through like the audio or whatever. So I did that and we're finishing up and uh, Chris, Pers- Chris Persian and filling in for Andrew because Andrew's not feeling well. Chris, we, we have like five minutes to go in the pod and all of a sudden Chris lets out and Oh shit. Derek Rose out for, two months and I'm like what and so I like kind of reacted in the moment and I'm like you know what this is this is just way too much for right now so let's finish this podcast and then I'm gonna go live and then I'm gonna say something else about this um and before I say anything about like rotation or 
like any like basketball related things. This sucks. Let me just say that again. This fucking sucks. This absolutely sucks for so many reasons. It sucks because Derrick Rose has been so much fun to watch this year. It sucks because as I've kind of made note of in the newsletter a few times, um, like it's gotten to the point where we kind of take for granted how easy it is or how easy it seems sometimes for Derrick Rose to just get to the rim at will and pull these utterly acrobatic finishes out of his ass and convert them like nobody else on this team can do. And like nobody on this team has done in years. And like, there's not many people in the league that can do what he does. It's just really, really rare and amazing and inspirational that he was able to take once in a generation athleticism and convert it into something completely different that he makes work for him all the same. And he did that after one of the most catastrophic injuries that any major athlete in terms of like, you talk about like the best of the best of the best and like injuries, like he's up there with anybody. And that's the other part of why this is heartbreaking is because this like, obviously it's not the same as tearing your ACL after you just won the MVP a year before. And you're like poised to go toe to toe with LeBron James for Eastern conference dominance for the next decade or whatever it what would have been. But, like, no, so it's not that bad. And, obviously, this Nick team is not on the level of, like, that Bulls team. But still, like, he had found – and I don't want to talk about him like his season is done. He's, he's not done. He's going to be back. Woe just tweeted it out. He might be back in, in, um, in six weeks. So, like, there's more basketball to be played for Derrick Rose this year. But still, it's like, you know, early on this season, he had been – he was kind of making a case for, like, six man of the year. Like his on-off numbers were just utterly ridiculous. His on-off his on-off numbers were among league leaders. I thought he had a real argument. The last few weeks, things have subsided. I'll get to that in a second. But like, such a good start to the year. I do think he's been the Knicks' best player on balance, top to bottom, from game one to game, whatever it is now, thirty-one. Um, and that gets to the last like overarching thing I want to say, which is that this. And, and then I'll convert to, like, my maybe hot take. This will – this hurts them <laughs> a lot on the basketball court. I see we have a, a super chat here, Justino Ventura, and he's the main Tibbs guy. He is the main Tibbs guy. He's he's Tibbs failsafe. He's Tibbs breaking case of emergency guy. He's Tibbs like, uh-oh, shit's not going well. Let me put in Derek. And he is – you know, now that Julius Randle has kind of turned into a bit of a pumpkin, Derek Rose was the only guy for most of the season who, when they needed a bucket, could get them a bucket, <laughs> which is kind of important in a league in which if you score more buckets than the other team, you win the game. And they don't have that anymore. Here's what I will say. And this is, I'm going to, I can't believe it. I'm going to try to put positive, not a positive spin on this, but I'm going to find a silver lining here. That ability to get a bucket that was there over the first three-ish weeks of the season where you just, every time Rose drove the lane, you felt like it was going to be two points, that has started to subside over the last, his last like dozen games. And I look, it was funny because I'm, I'm, I have a newsletter that I'm going to have to rewrite now for tomorrow, but I had a whole Derrick Rose section in the newsletter already done for tomorrow. And I looked up these numbers 
And the, the Derrick Rose kind of falling off has manifested itself in two ways. It's manifested itself in his individual numbers, which have, I don't say fallen off a cliff, but they have fallen. Like he's been, I think I've found, um, he's been like 44% from two point range over his last, I want to say 12 games. Um, and he's 35% from three over his last 12 games, which kind of maybe is a sign of tired legs. So that's been subsiding. And then this was the real stunner. And I actually, I'm going to pull up my, I'm going to pull up my uh, draft of my newsletter for tomorrow, just because I, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, over the first 14 games of the season, uh, Derek Rose was third in the league in plus minus on off plus minus. He was a plus one thirty one. Since then, he's been a minus thirty nine. Now, is there some noise in those numbers? Sure, a little bit. It's a small sample size. It's about a dozen games. He played with the starters a bunch of times. He's been a negative every time he's been on the floor with the starters. Um, but just the eye test also, it looks like he's wearing down, which gets me back to the thing that I said a minute ago, which is he is Tibbs breaking case of emergency guy. He is Tibbs. Like I need, I, I need a spark. I need this. I need that. I'm going to go to dark Rose. I think maybe that started to catch up to him. And obviously like this is an injury. This is a, it seems like it's a, it's a discreet injury as opposed to like a wear and tear injury, but it's hard not to associate with this, with how much Tibbs has been going to him. And then just to real, to put, you know, the icing on the cake here, Derek Rose over those first 14 games averaged a little bit more than 22 minutes a game over the last dozen games, a dozen or 10 or 12, something like that. It's not counting the Houston game when he left early. He's been averaging closer to 28 minutes a game. He's, he's a 33 year old man. So like on one hand, like this news was kind of shocking at the same time. I think I may have said last night on the post game, like, would it shock anyone if Derrick Rose suddenly was out for like two to three weeks? Well, looks like he's going to be out for about double that, at least. So I'm not shocked. Um, let me get a couple of the other Super Chat comments here. Uh, Lunas Amarat, wonder if it's uh, Quentin Grimes or Deuce put into the rotation. Should have been my ankle instead. Shake my fucking head. On the bright side, Wode says there's hopeful for six weeks instead of eight. Yeah. Um and then forgotten NYC wild thing for me is how every contract New York signed this summer outside of Burks has backfired. I'm sad. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't control injuries. I think, I still think the Rose contract is a good contract. Even next year's I think is a good contract. Um, and I, I, let's, you know, let's wait and see what they do with the contracts. I, I agree on its face. It is this definitely, if you were like on the median, like did New York have a decent summer? Did they have a bad summer? If you were on the middle of that, this definitely skews, skews it towards the bad um correctly so but i'm i'm still a little bit more wait and see mode in any case we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Silver linings. That's right. So Derek Rose is gone. Um... I, as Kemba has started the last two games, have obviously, like every other Knicks fan, been wondering what the hell they're going to do with the starting lineup moving forward and what they're going to do with the rotation moving forward. And I kind of arrived at the place after just two games where I think they need to not only keep Kemba in the rotation, but I think they need to start Kemba. And... We heard last night from Mitchell Robinson when he said something he wasn't supposed to say that there was a team meeting. Um, I heard today that despite them trying to um, backpedal that, that there was absolutely a team meeting. Don't know when it was. Don't know if there were coaches there, but it was definitely a meeting. It happened. It was a real, it was a meeting meeting. Not that anyone should be confused about that based on what Mitch said initially, but in case anybody was. So they, you know, Things were said. Um, I am more than happy and willing to give this thing, the original starting lineup at the start of the year, a shot, a second chance. Will it work? We don't know. There are reasons it won't work. There are reasons that it won't work that have to do with both ends of the floor. But I think it can work. A lot of it comes down to Julius, who continues to just not be the player he was last year, not even close. But what we saw the last two games, which is, look, Kemba Walker, if you give him the ball, can still run an offense. And if Julius, and he clearly plays well with Evan Fournier, and if Julius is willing to, you know, take a back seat as far as how many possessions he monopolizes in the way that he monopolized possessions last year, and just let Kemba and especially let Fournier do their thing, they may really be onto something. And so, and one of my fears with, with when Rose would come back and like with everybody else, I thought that there was, because here's the other thing. It's very apparent to anybody watching, like the Burks at point guard experiment was not working. I, you can't have Burks run point. It's just, it takes, it takes too long to get into the offense. It's just, it wasn't working. The numbers are very clear. It was not working. The eye test made it clear it was not working. So if you're not going to do that, I thought I had a suspicion that maybe would they turn to Rose as the starter? And I didn't want them to do that because, again, eye test numbers like Rose as a starter alongside Randall. It's not like that is the the the, the fix it. Sometimes when Rose has it going with quickly and like Toppin and like those guys, and then you put in Randall and inject him into that go go machine. 
it like it, it we've seen it like okay randall like just picks up right where things are and sometimes he doesn't sometimes he disrupts the flow all this is to say like i wasn't enamored with the idea of a rose randall pairing in the starting lineup now that can't happen now i think it kind of has to be kemba and the alternative to it being Kemba is something that I think all of us would also be okay with. Is like go crazy and start Deuce, have Kemba come off the bench, which I think would be a little bit more radical. Obviously, you're going to start a rookie over a four-time All-Star who still has clearly shown over the last two nights or last two games that he still has it. Is that a little bit too outside the box? Probably. I'd probably start Kemba. At the same time, I don't think it's nuts to start a guy to ha- that has a little bit more of a defense first thing a little bit more of like, okay, we'll run the offense through Julius to start. And then you bring in Kemba after five, six minutes, and then it becomes more of Kemba show. I don't think that's crazy. The only issue there, if you keep the rest of the starting lineup the same, is, okay, so then you have Kemba off the bench next to Quickly. We already heard Tibbs say he doesn't like the idea of Kemba next to Quickly because it's a little small. It's a little defensively challenged. I don't know if I buy that because I, I kind of like the idea of, of Quickly – as a, I think he's a good defender right now. I think he's a really good defender next to McBride. I think, but I think he's just a good, he's a good guy who could defend twos. Um, that said, when Tibbs talked about the Kemba benching originally, and he talked about why he wouldn't have Kemba still in the rotation off the bench, he mentioned specifically, well, I can't have Kemba next to Rose and quickly. So that was after he inserted um, Burks as the starting point guard. Theoretically, with no Rose for the next six to eight weeks, Maybe Kemba and quickly, and then whoever else works a little bit better. We'll see. Again, I think we're dancing around the obvious, which is that Kemba's probably still going to start. And then as your backup point guard, you got Deuce McBride sitting right there. And if there is a real true silver lining to this, it's that all of the all of the arrows of the last few days with Kemba's reemergence have pointed to, oh, well, I guess Deuce isn't playing anymore. Well, now it looks like Deuce is going to get a shot. And I think Tibbs probably doesn't mind that too much. So um, let me just get, make sure I get all my all the super chats here. And I see there's a lot of comments in the chat. I'm going to try to get to a few of them before I get out of here. Uh, Kevin Denishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Is there a chance that we go McBride and Kemba with the bench unit? Um, I think a defense-oriented point guard. Uh, so this is just what I brought up, literally. I didn't even see you wrote this. Uh, but defensive-oriented point guard may work better with uh, Evan Julius deficiencies there. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Or or how about this for crazy? You want you want to – cue George Costanza. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Put McBride and quickly in the starting five with Julius, Mitch, and then – I mean, if you really want to go crazy town, Burks, and then have Kemba, Fournier, and RJ – in the second unit, he's not going to do that. RJ will. Um, I do think there are scenarios where RJ goes back to the bench, not back to the bench because he's always started, but goes to the bench. I don't think he's going to be that disruptive, but like, I don't know. I, I like the Kemba Fournier pairing. I think they like that pairing. I think those guys like to play together. I think they will play with Julius Randle, but I think it's more begrudgingly. So the notion to me of having Kemba and Fournier both come off the bench and having, again, potentially McBride and quickly start maybe not stay in the game long-term, but start, you know, or, or again, there's so many different ways you could do it. You could do, you could even do McBride next to Burks and RJ and then Randall and then Mitch, Um, you know, but then are you, you're not really utilizing 
and that's the other thing. Here's the here's the another yet another piece of this. There's so many pieces to this. We've seen the Kemba Mitch lob combination really gain some steam, uh, especially in the last game. And Kemba driving and Fournier driving and Mitch cleaning up the glass on those drives when those guys don't convert those those buckets. Um, so I think that's an interesting consideration because Mitchell Robinson, I think has to start. I don't think there's any question until the, unless they make a trade, Mitchell Robinson has to start based on what we've been seeing and based on what we've been seeing from Noel. So I think that to me is probably going to be the tiebreaker. I think don't go crazy. The simplest answer is usually the correct one. Keep Kem in the starting lineup. Keep Forney in the starting lineup. Keep Mitch in the starting lineup. Keep Julius obviously in the starting lineup. And then there's that last position. Um, which I, I think I saw in the regular chat a couple people. Um, yeah, I even see Rafael Elias Diaz says, R.J. Barrett needs to come off the bench because of R.J. He simply needs more time to develop. Um, he should play like Tyler Harrow role and come off the bench. You know, R.J. is not Tyler Harrow in terms – I'm not saying he's better or worse. He's not Tyler Harrow. Tyler Harrow is kind of a walking bucket. That's his thing. Um, you know, R.J. gets his points in different ways. Um, so I don't know if he's like perfectly suited to be a, any kind of a six man. That said, I think there could be a world where him being a six man and him kind of being helping run the offense on these second units could make a lot of sense. So to me, if I'm Tibbs, like that's honestly maybe the biggest decision that I'm making is keep everything the way it is. Um, keep the starting lineup. It was the last game, or at least to start the second half in the last game. Right. Kemba, Fournier, Burks, Julius, Mitch. And then, you know, maybe see how RJ looks off the bench alongside Deuce McBride, um, Emmanuel Quickly. Great defensive backcourt, by the way. RJ fits in right in with those guys. And then Obi Toppin. And then you want to get really crazy? Instead of Nerlens Noel or Taj Gibson or Jericho Sims, as your backup five, I mean, maybe, you know, play, play Noel a little bit, but how about leaving Toppin in there for a few minutes extra as the center? And that's how you get Grimes into the action. Now I know what I suggested is an 11 man rotation, which is like sacrilegious um, in uh, Tom Thibodeau world. I understand that. Um, I don't think he's going to do that. I think Grimes, assuming everybody comes back healthy, which again, we just got Derek Rose news. So who knows? Um, I think Grimes will remain a situational player that you'll see Tibbs put in when he needs like a little bit of a defensive spark. Um, you know, that said, nothing would shock me. Nothing would shock me at all. Um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see. Um, yes, I know Noel is out with COVID. Um, I'm just talking about all of these. Every conversation that I'm having right now is like the theoretically non-COVID version of this team but without Derek Rose. Um, Jason and John is in dreamland right now. Listen, I'm always going to, I'm always going to go back to the idea of Obi at the five against backups, because if there's ever a situation where you could survive with Obi Toppin as your defensive five, it's against backups and it's with defensive support of guys like Grimes McBride and quickly and RJ, if he's right defensively, it's pretty good one through four on defense. Um, I don't think Tibbs is going to do it, but again, Tibbs may not have a choice. Um, how much does he go with Taj with, with Noel out for the next 10 days, 10, 10 days, excuse me, at least. If there was ever a time to experiment, the time is now. Um, 
trying to think other thoughts. I, I know I'm getting away from like the rose of it all, but I just I, I have to try to spin this into a positive in some way or at least have a silver lining on it because it is really depressing news and I don't want to stay depressed about it. So um, the last. Oh, that's the last thing I want to say. The last thing I'll say is that. um, eh, Should I even say this out loud? Because I don't even know if I believe this. If 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 this were last year. I would be sitting here and I'd be like, don't put it past Tibbs to stick with a nine-man rotation and McBride and Grimes are still both out where he would go starting lineup like we've seen again with either RJ or Burks in the starting three spot and then quickly essentially as the backup point guard and then you mix and, you mix and match the backup wing minutes. You have uh, Burks or RJ, whoever doesn't start, coming off the bench. And then you got Obi and, and a backup center. Um, I think Tibbs is in like, fuck it. I don't care whose ego I hurt. Um, I'm going to do what's best for my team. And I don't think there's any way he looks at what Quentin Grimes and what Deuce McBride are able to do and says like, yeah, those guys can't help me right now. I shouldn't be playing those guys. I think he, I think he looks at those guys and acknowledges like, yeah, I, 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 I want to see where that gets me. Um, you know, and if he goes, if he sticks with a 10 man rotation, one of those guys is going to be, in. you know, so we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, that's it. I just, I really, you know, it, it's, it's, it sucks. It's depressing, but I, 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 in, it's, in in my core, I believe this this can be this can wind up being a positive for this team. Um, you know, might be wishful thinking. God knows, I I, I do a lot of wishful thinking. Uh, you have to as a Nick fan. Um, but uh, I, my heart goes out to Derek Rose. Absolutely, is terrible for him. And uh, that's it. Um, I'll see y'all. Um, when am I going to see you? I'll see you tomorrow after the game. And uh, until then, I hope everybody has a uh, good rest of their night. Peace out. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.